0: Merry Christmas, guys. Everybody doing all right? It's a really large speaker right here. I'm just going to stand near it and talk to you guys. Um, It's Christmas Eve, and we're about to open pajamas and maybe other things. Who's going to open pajamas tonight? If you're anything like our family, the tension of trying to remind your family about Jesus in a season that is about so many other things. It's almost like an impossibility, so much so that our kids have learned how to give us the right answers, especially mine. What's, you know, what's Christmas about, Aletheia? It's about Jesus, Daddy. What's Christmas about, Noah? It's about Jesus and presents. Which one's more important? Uh, presents, maybe. He didn't really say that. But what is Christmas, right? Like, There's this tension in every part of us right now that's trying to fight for the allegiance of what this day's about. And tomorrow's about the birth of a baby that would embody hope for humanity. But today, as we've prayed through prayers of the people, we recognize that there is brokenness everywhere. Each person in this room has someone connected to them that is extremely broken right now. Many people in this room are so broken right now that just the thought of tomorrow is hard for you. That's our reality. The message of Christmas is that light is coming. Light is coming. Light is coming, whether you believe it fully or not, and it's coming in ways that is different than what we might think. We want it to come so rapidly that it destroys all of our challenges, and it comes as a baby and asks us to take care of it. It doesn't even make sense. The way that Jesus works. In Isaiah, we already read this once, but I want to read this to you. It's a passage written about 740 years before the birth of Christ. "'740 years, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them the light has shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you, and as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden, and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of it the oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian.'" For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood, beautiful Christmas language, I agree, will be burned as fuel in the fire. These won't be needed anymore. For to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of of the Lord of hosts will do this. 740 years before Jesus comes, this is spoken about him and they experience it in a way that is real for them, even though they're not, they're in exile, they're not experiencing it. So a couple of things jump off the page to me really quickly, and I'm only going to share for you for about 10 to 15 minutes. We really need it to get dark for candles to be lit, but I do have something I need to share with you. So two things are said here about Jesus, who was prophesied, again, 740 years before. He'll be like a father and a counselor, so he'll be personal, right? It's the, it's the kind of phrases that helped us create a song like, Jesus loves me, Right? Do you guys know the song "Jesus Loves Me"? I'm we're gonna sing it like a bunch of crazy kids right now. This hold on, no, no, no! Don't sing it without me. I want to be involved. If you don't know this song, you're about to learn it, and I want to sing it in happy birthday voice. Doesn't have to be pretty. Can you join me in this? I'm kind of t- thank you, Jason. One, two, three. Jesus loves me. What now? Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. So one of the things Isaiah says is he's going to come personally for you as counselor and father. But he's also going to come because he cares about our neighbors, and the systems and structures that are in place. So he's called things like uh, he's called things like governor, and he's called things like prince. And so it reminds me of another song. I actually sing both of these songs to my kids. One of them gets this one. I'm not saying any names rhymes with Java, but you can do with that what you will. All right, this, is, this one's called, I think it's called Jesus Loves the Little Children. Is that the name of it, or is that just the opening line? All right, we're gonna birthday style this one as well, okay? One, two, three. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Isn't that a beautiful song? There's mission in that kid song. There's what will be around the throne Praising God in that kid song. But both of these songs are something Isaiah is speaking to this community that they haven't seen yet. They'll wait 740 years and then a child will be born and then they'll wait some more years. Because Jesus' answer to us, while we want it to be all in one day, unwrapped under a tree, comes like a child asking us to be drawn into taking care of what it is. Does that make sense? So, I'm going to read you another passage, and this is the one you all know and you've all read on many Christmas Eve nights. You can pull up Matthew or Luke 2 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all who should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered in each town of his own. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And we've done this. You can go back to that. We've now done this four years in a row. This is fascinating because all of this heavenly host shows up on the scene. It's not like this is just a phrase being said. It's an army of angels, not with swords, but worshiping Jesus, and they're singing in such a loud voice that it's shaking the ground. And they're saying this, so just like last year, we're gonna do something, can we do something? We're gonna say this together. Verse 14, and we're gonna say it like we mean it, okay? We're gonna say it like our kids are in trouble, okay? Can you guys do this with me? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the kind of the, the umph of it. Glory to God. That's how we're going to do it. Pause. Sorry. Yeah. to read and react. On the count of three, okay? on the count of three. Guys, John Wesley voices, like you're preaching to a thousand people with no microphones, right? We don't even have microphones. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Glory to God in the highest. and peace, peace among those with whom he is pleased one more time glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased i love that we get to sing the same thing that we get to say at the foot of the cross and at the at the tomb we don't taste and see it yet but he's coming light is coming and he's coming like a baby so what are we to do with that what are we to do with jesus as a baby He comes as a baby and he offers himself to us and we have to take care of him and you have to take care of him. He comes to you right now, right? And for all of those people in our lives, like we mentioned, that are broken and misplaced and lonely and going into a Christmas for the first time maybe without a spouse or maybe without a child that they thought was gonna be theirs or maybe dealing with some type of baggage that is almost impossible to bear. How do we walk with people who are going into that? If Jesus can come as a baby and 33 years later become the one who conquers death, then the smallest amount of hope that can come from your mouth or my mouth to say light is coming can help, can step into someone's life. So for you, if you're broken, if this is an impossible season for you, if you were dragged to a church to hear another message about something you've heard too many times, Light is coming. And if you can be with just a little bit of hope, just a little bit of hope, has there been one person for you that when no one else was there, stood for you? Has there been a grandmother? Has there been a wake-up call that helped you remember, oh my gosh, I'm more than all of this. I remember when I was a freshman at Lee University, I was sitting in a chapel And I was listening to preachers, and I was right off the cusp of taking a GED and coming out of a rehabilitation in Utah and wondering what I was doing in a room with a bunch of college freshmen, and I'm not even a graduate of high school, and I figured out a way to be in in college. And I remember sitting as somebody was giving a convocation, and my brother was a part of the community, and he had made a name for himself, and he was the president of his fraternity, and everyone knew him, and no one knew me, and I was sitting in the back of of the chapel service. And I was weeping because I felt like I was unknown and I didn't know anybody there. And one of my brother's friends walked over to me and sat in front of me and said, I just want you to know that you don't have to be your brother, that there's a place for you, and that Jesus is in love with you. And that's the truth of God for all of you right now. He's pursuing you. So, so, if you need peace, what does God's peace look like? What is peace that look like? What does peace look like that passes understanding? What does peace look like? It looks like the presence of God in the midst of His people. Peace came to us in the form of a baby and asked us, "Will you take care of me? Will you watch me grow? Will you wait and see what I will do? In 33 years, I will conquer death, but you have to walk with me. You have to stand with me. You have to sit with me, and the same thing today is being offered to us. Even if it's just a sliver of hope that you need, just a little bit, if it can grow from a baby into conquering death, it can do so much for the world that you live in. If you'll close your eyes with me. You have given us the gospel, Jesus, and it has been done wrong and abused in so many of our lives. And we have heard messages about you that have asked us to become something when we know from the text of Isaiah that you'll do the work, that you do the work. And you come and you offer the gift of your son, And your son is the bridge that draws us into a family and gives us the kind of hope that passes understanding. And it gives us the ability to be in a world that is falling apart and asks us to be Emmanuel Jesus as well. To go into it and to offer this good news to people who need a word of hope. As we sit around our family dinners tonight and tomorrow morning with people who annoy us and we don't want to be around, remind us that those people need a word of hope. And we need a word of hope to believe, God, that you will be light, that there will be unending peace. We cannot even believe that. But your son Jesus came and word became flesh. And it didn't come as a set of rules. It came as a baby that we had to be in wonder over and be consumed by and take care of at night and sit with. It came as a child to be taken care of and it would grow and it would grow and it would grow. And one day it would land on a cross and it would look at all of us and say, I do this for you willingly and I would do it again because I am madly in love with you. And for you to know tonight, on a Christmas Eve, somebody needs to understand that he is pursuing you, he has been pursuing you, and he will not stop pursuing you. He knows the list of things you've done wrong. You are not on the naughty list. For that matter, we're all on the naughty list. But that's not what he's looking at. He's looking at Jesus, Emmanuel God, in the form of a baby, making a home within each of us, within our communities so that we can speak the message of peace and the gospel to our families, our children, not out of fear or resentment or anger, but because it is hope and it gives life. So tomorrow morning, as we tell the Christmas story, pray that we would love you, Jesus, well. In your holy name, we pray. Amen while you're standing I want to close with just a kind of um, a different way is there a way you've seen Jesus become that small light in your life and you can speak it from your seat Any of you kids in here, is there anything that you've seen Jesus do or be for you that's helped you? Anything you're thankful for? Now, is there anyone in your world that needs the hope of Jesus? Just speak their name or their situation. Father, we give all these things to you because you're a good father and you can love even beyond how we can love. But we do ask if there is a way that we can be this small light for these people we just reached and prayed for. Help us, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitiesmyrna.com.